You're listening to the RUV English podcast. To hear more and for all the news from Iceland in English, just head to ruv.is slash English. It's True of English and I'm Darren Adam. Thanks again for your company. Lydia Athanasopoulou joining me once again from Siglafjörður as we take a look at the history of Icelandic music through just about every different genre we can think of, it seems, Lydia. We've covered so many bases in, in recent weeks and months. We haven't yet looked at and listened to reggae and dub, and so today we rectify that. And we we start with an artist who's one of the two artists on the first piece of music that we play. We've definitely referenced him before. He passed away recently, of course, sadly. Prince Polo is on the first piece that we play. Yes, this was a collaboration between Prince Polo and Hjalmar, who are the uh, most popular reggae band in Iceland. Um, and like you, you mentioned, he, he passed away and his work was so significant, I think, that I thought it was worth uh, including him, including this collaboration of his in this uh, episode. Um, I, I, I was quite interested in this uh, genre because years and years ago, before I even ever came to Iceland, uh, my partner played Hjalmar for me and uh, mm. I, he didn't mention that it was from Iceland and it started playing and I said, oh, this is this is pretty good reggae music. He said, it's from Iceland. And I said, there's reggae music in Iceland? <laughs> <laughs> and I was so taken aback. Uh, so I thought it was worth uh, digging into this genre a little deeper. It might not be the most developed compared to others that we've looked at or, or you know, uh, compared to general popular music, mm. but it is something that, like a lot of things Icelanders have done quite well. And they've also given it their own uh, Icelandic touch to it because we are obviously talking about Icelandic musicians in Iceland. So um, perhaps it's a bit more clean cut than the OG reggae music, which of course, uh, you know, has its roots firmly planted in the Caribbean on the mm. island of Jamaica. Uh, it's a sort of good time music. It's bassy, it's sort of repetitive very chilled out style that has its origins in the 1950s in ska music, which was also the predecessor of rock steady and dancehall music. So these these styles are all connected, uh, roots, reggae, dub, ska, rock steady. We're going to hear, in fact, let's let's play two pieces of music together. We're going to hear Grilith In uh, from Hjalmar and Prince Polo, and then Hjalmar on their own with a song called Lof. And we might talk a bit more about Hjalmar as a band once we've heard both bits of music. But but tell me a little bit more about Grilithin. Yeah, so this track uh, is a collaboration between Prince Polo and Hjalmar, uh, Hjalmar being the, the forerunners, the, the main, I would say, reggae band in Iceland, uh, who are also well-known abroad. Mm. Uh, and the, the this track, I really liked it, not only because, because Prince Polo was such a great artist, but also because there's a bit more of a calypso sound to it. Um, so Calypso, for those who don't know, is the folk music that originates in Trinidad, uh, but it is also sung elsewhere in the southern and eastern Caribbean islands. Uh, and of course, Jamaica being the Caribbean island from, from whence reggae origin originated. So this track is called uh, Grilith In. Grilliðin, ekki 
setur ekki grilliðin Þó til blási vindurinn Gæskurinn Hann setur ekki grilliðin Inn í dimman bílskúrinn
Loft by Helmar, and before that, Grilith Inn from Helmar and Prince Polo, and a little bit more then on Helmar, because they are, as you mentioned, known outside of the country, maybe through novelty as much as anything else, being an Icelandic reggae band. Absolutely. I think you're spot on about that. Also because they did form back in 2005. So this was before, uh, how should I call it, before the the great Icelandic boom, let's say. This was before Eyjafjallajökull mm. uh, erupted, uh, before Iceland was firmly on everyone's 
radar. So they formed back in 2005. Their name means helmets. And uh, they think that it was maybe the long summer of 2004 that inspired this group of friends to combine their passions for the sounds of Jamaica with the sounds of their homeland, Iceland, to create a unique blend of warm and old school reggae, uh, but sung entirely in Icelandic. So that's definitely a novelty, as you said. Mm. Um, and they they blend reggae and ska combined with traditional Icelandic music in some of their songs. And it, perhaps it might not be as raw or revolutionary as uh, OG uh, roots reggae dub or ska. After all, this is a Nordic reggae band made by Nordic people. So it is perhaps um, a bit uh, more clean cut, let's say, compared to the originals, which we'll, we'll, we'll reference a little later on. Mm. Uh, some of the elements of of original uh, reggae music. But the thing I do appreciate about Hjalmar is they have a really solid production. Uh, you know, their, their recordings are always excellent. They have a pop sensibility that, that is very easy to uh, pick up on, so it's very easy to enjoy their music. And they use a sort of tried and tested formula that mm. is true to the basics of the style. And in fact, in 2008, they did travel to Jamaica uh, to record their album titled Four, spelled in, in the Latin. Uh, and a short documentary was actually made about that. So uh, people can check that out. Uh, and we had uh, Lof from their 2019 album Alt Er Echt, Everything Is One, which is also a sentiment that uh, runs through reggae music yes. quite a lot. Okay, now we're going to turn to an act, the name of whom I thought was a palindrome, but it isn't quite. It is, however when written down symmetrical, <laughs> mm -hmm. I would say. So this is Amabadama, if I've got yes. that right. It, it, I had to double check every time I spelled that name out to make sure yes. I spelled it correctly. Uh, as you said, Amabadama is an Icelandic reggae band. They formed in 2013 and uh, released their album Heirðu mig nú, Listen to Me Now, on uh, Record Records uh, in 2014. Uh, the ensemble collects 10 Icelandic musicians, uh, including the popular singer Salka Sol. Uh, and the band consists of a singing trio, guitar, bass, drums, trumpet, sax and keyboards. So definitely the whole uh, lock stock the lot when it comes to the yeah. sounds related to reggae. And uh, we listen to their track, Oudalth. Yeah, we had this last 
That's Amabadama, A-M-A-B-A-D-A-M-A, and Orof. As we listen to and take a look at the history of Icelandic music through the lens of reggae and dub today. Where next, Lydia? So next we go to the band Oiparasta, uh, spelled O-B-J-A, Rasta, R-A-S-T-A. So it's read Oiparasta uh, because it comes from the the Icelandic uh, phrase Oiparasta, which which we people often say when they hear something appalling or absurd or, or freakish, they say Oiparasta. Uh, but here it's also you know got the play on words of Rasta, which is of course the hairstyle that uh, traditionally uh, Rastafarians uh, wear. Yes. So this is an eleven-person uh, musical outfit. They started out in two thousand and nine and uh, released their self-titled debut album in 2012. And they had a follow-up album a year later titled Fridur. And uh, they also appeared at the Iceland Airwaves and the Sonar Reykjavik Festival. And uh, their lead singer at the time was Teitur Magnusson, who mm-hmm. of course is now a very popular solo artist. Um, and the reason I really enjoy this band, and I'm really kind of bummed that they don't play anymore because I would totally go and see them live if they did, is that they are more along the lines of dub music, which, which incorporates a sort of warmer brass section. They mix some electronic guitar noodlings in there. And of course, they feature the typical sound effects of this genre, of the dub genre, which is echo, delay, and spring pedal on yes. the guitars and vocals, 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 vocals. So they have this effect where you go, I, 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 I. I'm going to so, sample uh... that. I'm going to make you a dub star, <laughs> I think. Please don't. <laughs> um, but th- this band also features Artlotur on bass uh, and who also sings at times. And um, a-, a quick sidebar about Artlotur because he, like uh, the-, the other singer of Oiparasta, Teitur Magnusson, also mm. has a pretty extensive solo uh, repertoire of his own. And um, his moniker is Kraftgalli. And he has multiple records uh, of sort of intelligent crossover electronic music styles whether that's inspired from uh, electronic music from Germany in the 70s, like uh, Tangent Dream or Can, to more post-internet, I call them inspired glitch sort of music. 
uh, dance tracks with African rhythms, tribal traditions, synthesizers, and electronics. So uh, Oi Parasta as a band is excellent on their own, and you can find some really great live performances online. But I did just want to make a sidebar mm. about uh, Kraftkali. Um, and their music is is quite refined. You, they've got great influences, and, and they've also got their own attitude, which is great. It's not just a sort of copy-paste generic yes. reggae band uh you know they've definitely done their homework and you can hear this in their work um it's it's roots reggae music and the three sort of sub styles ska dub and rock steady um all these styles originally embraced a, a, a sort of non-violent protest voice of rebelling against yes. originally white oppression and social injustices and and the dominant race class uh, structure system um, and so these do come through in Oi Parasta as well. You also have, you know, messages of peace and love and, and religion. Um, and, you know, th these are also not necessarily the lightest of matters. But what is so great about reggae music is, uh, you know, and especially the original reggae artists, is they truly were revolutionary. It was a liberatory kind of music. Um, and it's nice to see that that musicians who do it abroad, especially I dare say white musicians who do it abroad, you know, they don't take this original, uh, you know, the original source. They don't take it lightly. They realize that this is, this might sound lighthearted music, but it's also very serious at its heart. Yeah. It's fun, but you can sense the liberatory expression uh, within, within. Yes, and the, the song is called Jolly Good, which is interesting given that, as you say, the phrase oi barasta is usually used in Iceland to in indicate a bad thing that has happened. But since you mentioned Tetul Magnusson, uh, the, the vocalist or one of the vocalists with this band, we're going to hear a song from him as well. So I think what we'll mm -hmm. do is we'll hear from oi barasta uh, and Jolly Good, and then straight after that, Tetul Magnusson, about whom we will talk, and Vina Vina Mina coming up. Stop. 
Oibarasta, and also a song from Tetur Magnusson, one of the vocalists in Oibarasta. And, and we, we said we'd talk a bit about Tetur Magnusson uh, and I guess his solo work as well. Yeah, so he was one of the singers for Oibarasta, uh, but his solo work also has, it, it, it retains elements of perhaps uh, reggae or dub music. Um, in general, Tetur's productions, I think, are excellent. He has excellent instrumentation and he employs many instruments and it shows his influences and all the different musical styles he he enjoys um and even though his his solo work is not overly complex uh there is a lushness let's say to the production and also the the visuals you know the the video clips and his own sort of aesthetic but it's it's pleasing it's playful it's rich and at times it's also unexpected and a bit surprising it's it's catchy he's quite um pop famous for his sort of wonky guitar style pop yes um with many psychedelic edges in there sort of se- definitely a 70s vibe going on kind of like beach music for nerds or, or beach music crafted by nerds should i say um in in an art studio um so i i do appreciate his work because he he pulls elements also from reggae and the song uh we heard uh, vinur vinna minna which is a great exercise for people learning Icelandic, mm-hmm. means a friend of my friends. Yes. Um, and, and you can hear those elements coming through in that track. All right, let's turn not to LED sound system, but RVK sound system. And um, difficult to imagine they weren't at least influenced in terms of choosing their name <laughs> by, I, by LED sound system, if, I, if I not in any guess, other way. Yeah, yeah I, would get, I would guess the same thing. Um, of course, Reykjavik sound system, uh, I think it's also inspired by the fact that, um, you know, in reggae tradition uh, and, and dub and ska, there, there is, aside from making the music uh, and performing it live, there are also um, parties arranged with huge sound systems, uh, with huge bass amplifiers. Mm. And, and um, you know, if you sort of study the history of reggae music, whether it's in Jamaica or, for example, later on in London, 
uh, and other parts of the world, uh, one of the ways that they communicated their culture and, and uh, their music was through these sound systems, was through, it was these parties, which included, yeah, of course, these very famous setups. And, you know, the people would be, people who, who organized these parties were very proud of the sound system they had, uh, you know, collected or worked on or, or established. So I think that's also where Reykjavik Sound System are potentially mm. pulling from. Um, it's a group of five DJs formed in 2010. DJ Kauri, DJ Elvar Knussi Jonas, uh, Katli Yuse, and uh, aforementioned Art Lotur. And uh, they have been laying down rock steady, dub, roots, reggae, dancehall, and reggae fusion beats uh, in and around Reykjavik uh, for all the fans out there. And their mission is to promote reggae music in Iceland and to support the rather underpromoted Icelandic reggae scene. So like we did mention earlier, you know, Hjalmar are very well known uh, here and abroad. Uh, and reggae is popular all around the world, of course. But I, I'm get, it seems that in Iceland, it's still kind of a small niche. Um, so Reykjavik Sound System, their, their goal is to promote this, this uh, style. And uh, even though they're, they're a, a, a group of DJs, so they mainly DJ other people's music, they did. I did manage to track down one or two of their own releases. Um, so I thought we could listen to that. Uh, and the track is called Formadur, which means German. Sweet, I'm a stormer, I'm a lock, no queer will be. Fight the gut up till it's to the summer, I'll cut it. 
Formador from RVK Reykjavik Sound System. And we've got time for one more as we play and look at and listen to the history of Icelandic music through reggae and dub. Uh, we'll turn to Omnipus. Omnipus? Omnipus? Yeah, Omnipus, um, <laughs> which combines the word octopus and uh, omni, as in omnipresence, or perhaps omniverse, the way Sun Ra famously spoke about. Um, so Omnipus is a four-piece psychedelic dub so, band. So hang on, it's the everywhere octopus. It's the ubiquitous octopus, is it? I, I would I would say so. Yeah, <laughs> the the, the, ev- the the everywhere the omnipresent octopus, the omnipus, okay. all, the octo- are, all the octopi, maybe all the octopi <laughs> yes, in the universe. And their their artwork also features uh, an octopus as well. Okay. So especially when you see the record, it makes more sense. Um, I see. I see. So they're a psychedelic dub band. Now, the main difference between a lot of dub uh, music and, say, other uh, subgenres within uh, sort of reggae and ska and everything we mentioned is that dub music doesn't always necessarily feature uh, lyrics. Um, and so Omnipus uh, feature bass, drums, guitar and a producer. Uh, their first EP was called Omnipus Meets the World from 2020 and is more traditional dub. Uh, however, their latest record... All Around the Universe has a sharper production. There are more electronic elements. Uh, they've got some folk and world music details in there, some sort of kraut rock elements, uh, maybe even a, a bit of sort of side trance, tiny references, mainly because kraut music was kind of a forerunner to side trance music. Um, so if you, if, if you dig this crossover between dub and dance music, then I think you're really going to enjoy this record. Uh, It's a bit more sophisticated than their first one, but just as relaxing, it's kind of meditative. And personally, I love dub music. Like Scientist Mm. is one of my favorite artists and you can just pop it on and let it play all day. And it just puts you in this great mood. So in total, they have four albums, all self-released, all quite decent, I would say. Um, The track I selected is called Fractals. Thank you. 
fractals by Omnibus and fractals itself, as you say, it sort of references and puts you in mind of, I don't know, Future Sound of London, maybe a kind mm-hmm. of early 90s look ahead to what, you know, dance music would ultimately become yeah. or, or a form of it, at least. Reggae and dub then in focus today, as we look and listen to the history of Icelandic music, we have yet to consider rap and hip hop. And we'll get into that next week, I think, Lydia. Yes, we will. And it's quite a big chapter. <laughs> it is. Well, let's uh, let's prepare for that next week. Rap and hip hop with Lydia Athanasipulu and with me, Darren Adam. This is Ruv English. Get in touch anytime. We are English at ruv.is. You're listening to the Roof English Podcast. To hear more and for all the news from Iceland in English, just head to ruv.is English.